Are they accumulation or are they income annuities and when are they going to start and does it make sense to start pulling on that? Savings accounts, income from your investments and retirement funds and stocks and bonds and are you getting dividend income, interest income? This is so important because it all goes to cash flow. That's kind of step one. a regular gym routine. When was the last time you checked on your financial fitness? If you're feeling like you're falling behind, Ed Sedell is here to help with The Retirement Trainer, a podcast about helping you get into better financial shape. Every week, Ed talks about things you need to know to become more financially fit for your future. Learn about things like how much money will you need, financial mistakes other people often make, and how you can avoid them. Plus, details on The Retirement Fitness Plan, a plan Ed personally created to help you get to and through retirement by focusing on five key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan when you visit egsifinancial.com and click on processes. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to The Retirement Trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. It's The Retirement Trainer with Ed Siddell, a podcast about finding ways to help you become financially fit for your future, no matter what financial shape you're in now. Are you or were you thinking about retiring? Concerned about the current economic climate? Trying to figure out if you can or if you still can retire. What do you do? And what do you do before you pull that trigger? This is Leanne Sedell and here to help us with all our questions and to give us some guidance to stay in the best financial shape possible, the retirement trainer, Ed Sedell. Hi, Ed. Hey, Leanne. Boy, I'll tell you what, we're getting uh, a lot of questions nowadays, right? People who were new families, you know, new people that we're just starting to work with, wanting to retire, saying, eh, I don't think so. And folks that had been planning on retiring at the end of the year, doing plan, redoing them, updating them. And those budgets are becoming so important. What we're finding out is time and time again, people are like, oh, you know what? I didn't include this. I didn't include this. And then all of a sudden they're paying, spending $2,000 a month more than what they had told us over the last couple of years. And they're like, oh, yeah, it makes a difference. Well, you, right? hit, you hit home. Plan, 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 plan. plan. Yep. But it's funny, you know, I don't think th- there are so many different components that come into actually hitting that trigger. It's scary, not just about stopping working. It's scary about not getting the paycheck. It's scary about really understanding what you spend your money on. You know, and it is. I mean, and it starts kind of, you know, we've talked about this before, but, you know, when you're working, you know, I'm not talking about the emotional part and identity and, you know, because that's a big, that's a big decision, right? But you go from getting that check with everything being taken care of, taxes and all that stuff to having to create your own paycheck. And so you really need to understand those sources of income, you know, and we've seen it, right? Um, People that have been with these companies, for 20, you know, 30 plus years and they have pensions and, you know, especially in this year of, or this time of COVID, that seems to be the excuse for everything. Nobody can get anyone on the phone. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, some of the families and people that we're helping are at director levels and they can't get answers. And, you know, with their pensions, when does it start? COBRA, how does that work? 
you know, does health insurance kick in? Is it better to take COBRA or the company health insurance plan until Medicare kicks in? But don't even get me started because then we've got to go the government route. Let's just say you're going for Social Security and Medicare and and you want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row. It, it is. You, it is. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. I mean, you're on the phone so long trying to get someone and get the answers. Well, it's not necessarily it because of the fact that you're so afraid everybody has to do everything online now and very few things are done face to face. You're just not exactly sure if you clicked all the buttons the right way. It's very impersonal and and it's scary because no one is there to say you did it right. Yeah. Or well, oh, wait a minute, are you sure you want to do it that way because that is life-changing, you know? I mean, and it's a big deal. Yeah, it is. And you don't fixing something after a problem is, exists is another like and it's a whole sometimes you can't. And sometimes you can't. Yeah. Right? Well, no, no, no. I, when I'm, I'm going to say that's the one thing. It's not about getting it fixed. You're going to get it fixed, but it might be six months down the road. And a lot of people right now, when they get to the retirement component, it's one of those things that they're, they don't even know. Yeah, you're exactly right. You're exactly right. That's the hardest part is trying to figure out all those pluses and minuses, right? And, you know, once they figure out the sources of income, you know, that, and that's that's why we're calling this the checklist, right? You know, so, you know, your pension, do you have that taken care of? Where do you go? Do you have to do it online? Do you have your user ID and password set up? Can it be online or, or are you actually physically going to get paperwork? And if you get paperwork, um, who do you send it into and who has to authorize it? And when do you send it in? You know, do you send it? Do you wait until you actually retire? Do you have to wait two weeks after you retire? You know, when does that pension actually start? Let's start back at the beginning. But again, it's this process at when do you start these things? I think that's probably where everybody is like going to say the magic line is, when do I get started? And um, when do I actually start the process with the company that I'm with? Or when do I start the process with a financial planner? When do I go make those first steps? And I think people will be surprised with what your answer is. Now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, actually, I was going to say yesterday, but I, you know, that's uh, I think people are, people are tired of me saying yesterday. But yeah, you know, I mean, having a plan, you know, what is it? Prior proper planning prevents pitifully poor performance, right? Wow, I'm pretty impressed that you just said that right off the top of your head. That's good. Well, yeah, and you know, and it, this is why it is so important when we do. You know, like the event that we did last night, and I do that illustration of now and from, you know, in your financial future. And, you know, are you above the line or below the line? And are you going to have the ideal retirement, which is best case scenario, or are you going to be in financial crisis? Well, most people are somewhere in between. And the only way to know where you're at is to have a plan in trying to go through and say, okay, I'm going to retire. Now what? You know, it's, it's that, uh, what is it? Uh, ready, fire, aim. Okay. Yeah. And, and you, that's, that's when you're not planning, you know, if, if you're just running and gunning and then hoping for the best, you know, you know, hopefully things will work out, but chances are, especially in environments like this, not so much. And that's why knowing if you have a pension, you know, what that's going to look like, who are your contacts, you know, if you have annuities, are they accumulation or are they income annuities and when are they going to start and does it make sense to start pulling on that savings accounts, income from your investments and retirement funds and stocks and bonds and are you getting dividend income, interest income? You know, do you have rental income? Do you have oil and gas? 
And then you have to look at, okay, how is this going to affect the taxability on my Social Security? Because you have that provisional income formula. And what is that going to look like? And how is everything going to be taxed? What tax bracket is that going to put me in? And then, you know, do I understand that if I'm making too much pre-tax money or too much taxable money and I'm pulling too much out of my pre-tax investments, you know, how is that going to affect the, the cost of my Medicare, the, the means-based testing, right? The additional cost and fees, it's the premium adjustment charge. And this is so important because it all goes to cash flow. That is not the whole thing. That's kind of step one. Well, and, and that's kind of, when you're, when you're going and you're starting this process, the only thing I'm going to say is, you know, you go, we, we can start with income. We can start where we are financially right now, but inevitably a lot of it builds into, we know a couple of, of details. We know we need to know where our income's coming from. We want to know where our healthcare or what our healthcare is going to look like, but we want as a number one, the ideal is to be debt-free. And, and you know what? And that's, that is key. I'm so glad you brought that up because, and, and we should probably just do something just on debt because, you know, some of the consumer things that just came out, we just saw yesterday, there's over 20 million Americans that are 30 to 90 days behind on their utility bills. And it's over $4 billion. That's kind of a crisis, right? And, you know, and people are spending and we're, we're seeing this and, you know, the, those folks that, that we help, you know, they're definitely financially way more secure than, than the average American for sure. All right. And, and they're concerned because they're spending 20% more on the basics than they were a year ago. And yeah, and upwards of 30% more than they were two years ago. So, these are all the things, you know, when you're looking at debt, debt hit an all-time consumer high. I think they announced it in July. Maybe it was the beginning of August. Consumer debt hit $16 trillion. So, you know, looking at your debt, your housing expense, you know, credit card debt, car loans, car leases, and vacations, you know, lifestyle. I mean, that's a big, that's why you retire. This is why you work is so that you can actually enjoy retirement. And you don't want to be in a situation where you retire and you're in such bad physical shape, you know, health-wise, that you can't enjoy it, you know, because you're stressed out. But if we're talking to somebody right now who's just listening, again, I know there's a lot of people that are in different, they're five years out there. But if we were to say an ideal, when you're looking at retiring, I'm not going to say that 10 years, I'm not going to say is, is the threshold, I'm not going to say seven or five, but 10 years out, you starting to think about paying off debt. Let's just say you are oh. 55 years old and you're saying, oh my gosh, you know, this is what my mortgage is. This is what my car is. I think that is a time when you can really analyze how, how can do I get I everything get that? paid off. That's yep. right. So when I retire, that's an expense I don't have to worry about. And that's a perfect world, right? Yeah. Um, and, you know, we're seeing this five years out and some that are already retired that have a little bit of a mortgage here and there. And, you know, honestly, their interest rates are so low. Yeah, I think we saw one for two and an eighth. You know, it doesn't make sense to pay it off if you only have, you know, 50, 60,000 left on it. Yeah. You know, th that's why it, it all comes down to the math, right? So everyone's situation is a little bit different. And being able to, to work those different pieces of the puzzle to get that picture to look the way that you want it to look, you know, that's, that's really what it's all about. We had a couple in, uh, we just started working with them a couple months ago. And, you know, we were just kind of rearranging some things, you know, they wanted to do a kitchen remodel and do, they had this vacation plan and doing this and doing that and just kind of reworking some things. Because like she said, I am so stressed, I can't sleep at night. 
And I said, well, hang on, let, let's just kind of work through this. You know, we, we took some time, we, we kind of asked some questions, kind of reworked the numbers, put it into the software and ran it, reran it. And then all of a sudden there was like some peace of mind there because it's, you know, sometimes you get so focused on this is it, this is it, this is it. You get very uh, myopic, for lack of a better term, that you have blinders on. And, you know, sometimes having a fresh set of eyes, kind of like we do here, right? We check and recheck and check again. Yep. Thank goodness, because my spelling has gotten horrible. <laughs> well, um, and, and I want everybody to understand, I, I sit there and harp on this budget thing on a regular basis. I mean, this has been a contention in our married life for many, many years, just talking about why do you need a budget? Why is a budget important? And because it's a fighting component among married couples. There's just what you fight about. I, you spend your money on this and what what the details are. But that is budget- the key. It's is the key. so important for you to know this is where my money goes. This is what I spend my money on. And we can use that as a starting point. That's the benchmark. You're exactly right. That That is that is where, and then we can go from there. But yeah. you, and it's got to be accurate. I mean, how often, and we're seeing it more now than ever, right? Because when things are tight, you know, people kind of like, they they start paying more attention. <laughs> They're like, oh, I didn't add this in. Oh, wait a minute. Well, I didn't add that. And hey, you know, how about this? And and two years ago, I spent $800 on groceries and now I'm spending $1,200. It, until you sit down and add it all up, sometimes you don't even realize because, you know, you just know, oh my gosh, I don't have as much um, money going into savings as I did last month. And why is that? Uh, because. And, and and how often do we get, uh, you know, when we're doing the reviews and people don't turn in their budgets and they're like, so you're not spending anymore? Oh, no, we're spending a whole lot more. So it did change. Well, you know, about 20, 25 percent. I'm like, OK, that's a, that's huge... a big difference. And I, you know, and I say, well, OK, well, if your accounts drop 20, 25 percent, is that a big deal? Like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, exactly. I said, that's a that's a big change. And, and you know, this is why it's so important, because when you're getting ready to retire, you need to know what your numbers are. Yeah. Um, so you can keep track of them. Yeah. And and again, we all in this perfect world, we have vacations we want to take. <laughs> we have vaca vacations that we actually take. Um, yep. But when you're planning for a vacation, it's sometimes that's the area that you have flexibility over. Okay, right. well, instead of us going, you know, going over to London, we're going to instead go to someplace that is right here in the United States. I don't know what that looks yeah, like. Well, instead of London, England, we can go to London, Ohio. Right. <laughs> Uh, that sounds, uh, yes. And, and actually sometimes the those, bend. sometimes those stay vacations are, are the best ones. But, well, they are, they yeah. are with, you know, without a doubt and setting that retirement date, you know, especially if you work for some of the bigger companies or hospitals, right. You have to give, you know, 30 to 90 days, sometimes 120 days, you know, especially, um, you know, police officers, firefighters, you know, those that, you, you know, you've got to give enough notice. And so it forces you to, to really understand your retirement date. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's kind of what really what everyone should, should look at. Okay. I want to retire December 31st of, or I want to retire April 1st of, and, you know, start kind of then working the numbers back. And if you're close to an age where you think you want to retire, there is the option of doing a dry run. And when I say that, if you've never been involved with a financial planner, if you've never looked at the numbers before, if you've never gone that direction, and you just, you want to start that process, this is when you don't have to 
walk into your business or your your company and say, my last day is this day. You can just ask for a pension estimate. You can go in and you can ask, what does it look like if I were to retire in six months? If they have a pension, yep. Because it's not hardcore. It takes them a long time to roll out that paperwork for you. It really does. But going a dry run is not a not a bad idea. Well, and, and that dry run, it goes hand in hand with once you get that information, plug everything into your plan, yep. right? I mean, you, you've got to, you know, whether... Whether you work with a financial planner or you're, you know, buying the software online and trying to do it yourself, just remember that those are a lot of that software is be, because it's free or very inexpensive. The the returns are linear, which means, you know, if, if the average rate of return is seven percent, it's seven percent each and every year, and it's never showing a downturn, which is not realistic. Yep. You know, it's like on a lot of four hundred one k statements. Oh, it says my average rate of return is seven point one percent, but it's seven point one percent for the next forty years, and so it shows, you know. It's just not realistic. So you want to make sure that what you have, you're being very pragmatic. You're not understating your expenses. You're not overstating your your assets. And the timeframes, I'm going to give some basic timeframes on Social Security the and Medicare. It's the three months before and the three months after that you can, to that 65 is for Medicare. And when you Before are, you turn, yeah, yes. you're, you're age 65, yep. And if you're going Social Security, it's important that you understand if you are wanting an appointment, if you are wanting to actually see somebody physically, you need to like submit that and it's going to be anywhere between 90 and 120 days before you can actually get an appointment. Now, this is if you are going to go. Now, you can always file online. And if you file online, follow that up with a phone call. But I'm just giving some dates. If you expect that you're going to get an appointment in the next 30 days, even the next 60 days, that is not going to happen. And so, you know, a key some point with Social Security, because, you know, it's, it's, it's just tough. You know, my mom's in a memory care facility, I'm power of attorney, and, you know, trying to... As representative payee for Social Security trying to get information, I mean, it takes a year. I mean, it's not, I can't even go down to the local office. They're not even open. You know, you you can't, there are no walk-ins. So, you know, that is so important. And then, you know, here's the one thing. I, you know, I don't know if it's so much for, for ladies as it is for, you know, us guys. But, you know, a lot of, you know, when we work, that's a lot of who we are. And so, as weird as it sounds, you know, you almost... I have this conversation with a lot of our clients, the the guys, and they're not sure if they're emotionally ready to stop working. That's a big thing to all of a sudden wake up in the morning and say, I don't know what to do. We just talked to a client not too long ago, and even before his official retirement date, he already had a part-time job. I, I, yeah, he's <laughs> like, I can't I can't sit home and, and, and do nothing. And I was like, really? And he goes, yeah, you know, <laughs> my wife will kill me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. That- you, you know, and he's like, yeah, I got I got to I got to get out of her hair. So, whatever it is, just just make sure that you've got your numbers together and you mathematically, you know, financially you're in good shape, right? That'll take a lot of the stress off. Mentally and emotionally, you know, make sure that you're ready to to stop what it is that you're doing and, and find something else to occupy your time. You know, and get a couple things. You know, if you're if you're a golfer, you know, if you golf every day, that's awesome. You know, but if you're doing it because, you know, you don't want that to be your job. You want to be able to enjoy whatever it is that you're doing. You know, that's key. Well, and bringing back just full recap, I know we sat there and gave some, some wide-ranging dates, but I'm just going to say, if you're 10 years out, now's the time for you to start looking at those things. If you're five years out, it's not too late. If you're two years out, 
it's not too late. Be a planner. Yeah. Don't be somebody that is trying to dig yourself out of a position where be proactive. Don't be reactionary. Yeah, you're right. you'd be an active participant because otherwise you're going to wind up drifting off course. And 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 that's we see that um, more Came times. Full than circle not. right back to your plan again. Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> I know. I can't help it. I am OCD. So I really am. All well, right. if you want to learn more, we strongly encourage you to reach out to us. Uh, if you have questions or and, you and just... And we have, we have a retirement checklist. So, we do? yeah, if, if somebody wants that, hey, what to do and, you know, kind of when to do it, just, um, you know, reach out and we'll send it to you. That's right. You can reach us by giving us a call right here at the office at 614-526-4118. You can go to our website at egsifinancial.com. And you can go right there on the little calendar and just reserve 15 minutes just to chat with Ed. Or you can send us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at egsifinancial.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, Ed. Thank you. tested your fitness level, not your workout routine. I'm talking about your financial endurance, because if saving to a 401k is the extent of your effort, it is time for you to start shaping up. And Ed Sedell is here to help you do that with the retirement trainer. It's his podcast to help you examine your financial stamina and learn the questions you should be asking and areas to focus on to help you get to that place you've been working so hard for a happy, comfortable retirement. And it's not as hard as some might have made you believe. Ed's broken it down into five simple steps. It's the retirement fitness plan, which he personally created to help clarify key areas of your financial life. Learn more about the retirement fitness plan at egsifinancial.com. Then subscribe, follow, and listen to the retirement trainer on Apple Podcasts, your iHeart app, or whichever podcast platform you prefer. Investment advisory services offered through EGSI Investment Management, DBA EGSI Financial Group, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through EGSI Financial Services, Inc., Ohio license number 1020619. Thank you.